Evil cannot hide from me. No secret is secret from me. The truth of your guilt will always be revealed to me. I am the Jewel. The Jewel is brought to you by Oasis Cigarettes, the smoke that's a little bit of paradise with each puff. Menthol mist, so mild, so light, makes every puff a smooth delight. Smokers who know, now smoke the big O. Smokers who know, now smoke the big O. Oasis, the filter's pure white, the box flavor tight. Smokers who know, now smoke the big O. Smokers who know, now smoke the big O. Oh, flavor, oh, freshness, Oasis, smoke the big O. Oasis, the freshest new taste in smoking. Oasis. The Jewel. Phantom Defender of Justice is in reality Dr. Beryl Morgan, famed archaeologist. One day during a dig in a secret location somewhere in the Pacific, she unearthed a strange violet stone set in an ancient pendant. The stone glowed at her touch, but no one else's. Amar, the mystic, Beryl's faithful assistant, recognized the pendant. He told her that the stone possessed strange and powerful qualities, but it would only work for the one it chose. Beryl tried it and found that she could read Amar's every thought. She vowed to use the stone's power only for good. With that, the jewel was born! Amar is the only person who knows the jewel's true identity. Come on, sounds extra good tonight, don't he, Carol? Mrs. Rizzo, Pete. Don't you ever call me by my first name. My husband wouldn't like it if he heard you call me Carol. He'd fire you on the spot, in fact. He wouldn't like what I could say about you, either. What do you mean? Let's just say I happen to know where you went last night, and who you went with. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. We both know that you left the club with Carmine last night, even though you told your husband you were going home with a headache. We bartenders have eyes and ears, you know. Most people forget we do, but we do. I did go home with a headache. Carmine just walked me to my car. He couldn't have gone anywhere. He had to stay and finish the show. (laughs) Got me there. Not quite that simple, though, is it? See, it's what you two did when you got to the car that was the interesting part. Not only did I see you, I just so happened to have my brand new camera with me. It's a great little camera. It's so small, you can put it in your pocket and nobody can tell you're taking pictures. Luckily, you were right under a streetlight, so I didn't even need no flash bulbs. What do you want? Not much. Just a little cash. 
I make good money here at the Pyramid Club, but it ain't really enough for a comfortable lifestyle. You know, like the one you and the boss man have. You give me, say, 5,000 bucks, and I don't give Mr. Rizzo the pitches. 5,000? I don't know if I can come up with that much money. Sure you can. Hawk of fur. Or maybe that lovely diamond and ruby ladybug pin you got on. You have tons of jewelry. Mr. Rizzo would never notice it was missing. I'll give you three days. If I don't have your cash in my hand in three days, Mr. Rizzo will get something in his hand. Get my drift? Yes. Good. Yep, that Carmine sure does sound great tonight. Real great. I'm in the money. Great song choice. I feel like he's playing it just for me. gotten used to the being back in Bristolport, even though it's been three weeks since we came back from Mordonia. Everything here seems so boring. The cold. There must be ten feet of snow on the ground. You got spoiled living in a palace and having servants and rich food and grand parties. <laughs> I, for one, am glad to be home. It was all a little too much for me says the princess. I agree with Dr. Beryl. Our life here may be simpler, but that is what I prefer. And it is not boring here at the museum. There's no time to be bored here. What with school groups starting up again and the planning for the new Catan exhibit to do? And, and Lorelei. Lorelei? <laughs> what did she do now? Oh, she has done nothing wrong. She is, however, insatiable in her curiosity for everything she has at least ten questions, and often the answer to one question will inspire ten more. She also has more energy than a dozen girls her age. I don't know how she does it. She doesn't even drink coffee. It's worse now that Janie has gone to France to study abroad for a semester and Lorelei doesn't have her to bounce off of. Good morning, everyone. Because the weather wasn't too bad this morning, I went by that French bakery, La Patisserie, and picked up some croissants. Help yourself. La Patisserie? That's on the other side of town. Did you drive? Drive, Commissioner? I don't drive. I don't even have a car. I just ran. Wow. Just... wow. Any other day I wouldn't have one. I'm trying to lose all the weight I gained from the wedding. But I need the calories. I have a busy day today. Oh? Are you taking over an investigation? Nope. I'm taking over a mentorship. Do you remember Betty Howe, granddaughter of Edith Howe, the woman with the kooky junk in her study? I do. She said she wanted to join the force. As I recall, she showed a real talent for it. She sure did. I told her I'd put a good word in for her when she was ready. Well... Mrs. Howe found out, heartily approved, and pulled every string she could, including mine, to get her a special apprenticeship. Hardy and I are going to take turns showing her the ropes. Betty Howe? Did you say Betty Howe? I just met her by chance at a school a couple of days ago. She's great! We really hit it off! 
She'd make a great detective. Well, that's an interesting coincidence. I could definitely see you two becoming fast friends. I just had a thought. Ray, you and I have a date tonight, don't we? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. Would you mind if we made it a party? The two of us and Lorelai and Betty. I owe Lorelai a dinner for all the hard work she did while I was away. And it would be nice to see Betty again. I don't see why not. I'll check with Betty when I see her and let you know. Okay with that, kid? Am I? I can't wait! I think I'll go catalog the Gallic war helmets until the first group arrives. That ought to hurry the day along. Ah, very clever, Dr. Beryl. To encourage their friendship would give Lorelei another outlet for her energy. Hopefully. It could backfire and double it. Please come to Amar. I don't think I can handle all those females in one place by myself. Well, as the Narwhals have the evening off, it would be my pleasure. What do you mean we have to lay off? I can't lay off you, baby. We have to, just for a little while. Someone saw us together the other night and is threatening to tell Guy. If he knew, he'd kill both of us. Who? Who threatened you? I'll kill the worm. And that's exactly why I won't tell you. He wants money, I bet, whoever he is. He does. Tonight, in fact. And I'm going to give it to him. I had to pawn a couple of things, but I'll pay him and get him off our backs. Once may not be enough. Blackmailers are never satisfied. We should go away, just you and me. Start a new life somewhere else. You do love me, don't you? I like you okay, Carmine. But Guy has the money. You don't have two nickels to rub together. No, we're going to keep it the way it is, with me getting my cake and eating it, too. Hey, hey, what's going on here? You two look awful uh, cozy. Oh, hello, darling. We were just going over music. Carmine has a new song for me to sing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like it when you sing, Carol. You don't do it enough around here. Make sure it's a love song, and double make sure you sing it to nobody but me. Get me? You better go rehearse it. The club's opening up soon. You heard the man. I hope you have something I can sing. A song I have. I so hope I still have my life at the end of the night. I swear he knows. Don't worry, baby. I have a plan that will fix our problem, but good. Wow, I never knew that about fingerprints. Only three patterns and yet everyone has their own unique set? It's a little more complicated than that, but yes. Learning how to lift them is just as interesting. Real detective stuff. I bet. You know, detecting and archaeology are a lot alike. No kidding. Gee, never noticed that, kid. Stop that, Bray. Things were new to you once, too. As a matter of fact, Lorelei, archaeologists have been asked to help solve crimes. And detectives have been used to solve ancient mysteries. Wow. Solving ancient mysteries is one of my favorite things about archaeology. 
It is also one of the most difficult things we do, as most often the clues we need have been lost to the ages. Fascinating. I'd have to take a class as an elective. Did you ever take an archaeology class, Commissioner? <clears throat> as a matter of fact, I did. I started college as an archaeology major. I switched when I found I really liked law and law enforcement. I never knew that. I didn't tell you because, well, I didn't want you to think I was only interested in you for your artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that about you either, my friend. I should have guessed, however, from the way you studied the Kotan dig. I appreciate your attempt at honesty, Ray, but you could have told me. I'm tickled we have that in common. Really? Well, what do you know? This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for a wonderful dinner. I should get back to the dorm, though. I have a really early class. You actually sleep? Ray! As a matter of fact, I do, Commissioner. I also eat and breathe. <laughs> you also entertain and delight your fans. I need to go myself for the same reason. Seeing as we're going in the same direction, may I walk you home? You may. May I walk you home as well? You may. Thank you, Commissioner, and Dr. Morgan, Amar, for an interesting evening. I hope we get to do it again soon. You're welcome, Betty, Lorelei. I hope we do it again soon, too. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon, Lorelei. We'll be working on the Cotan exhibit. I can't wait! Let's go, Betty! I understand that she can be exhausting, but I, for one, admire her enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. We better get home ourselves. I think we're all going to need all the sleep we can get to keep up with those two. I'm taking Betty to the crime lab tomorrow afternoon. Do you really hate Commissioner Lawrence that much? What do you mean? I don't hate the Commissioner at all. You sure could fool me. Uh, it's all hot air. He actually enjoys our tete-a-tetes. Besides, he deserves it. He keeps calling me kid. He never calls you that. True. On the other hand... No. I swear I won't say a word. Please, no. That came from the alley over there. Let's go see what's going on. And the person who shot him is getting away. I bet I can catch him. The cape is going to slow him down. No, don't, Lorelei. He only used three shots. He still has three he could use on you. There's a phone on the corner. Go call the cops. I'll go see if he's still alive. Sir! Sir! Help is on the way! Pharaoh? Is that a reference to the person who shot him? I may never find out what he meant, or will I? This shiny object, right by his hand, it's a miniature of King Tut. Could this be the pharaoh he was talking about? And if so, why?
It is not so much a matter of concentration, but of allowing your energy to flow through you. Try again. Feel that energy. I feel it, Amar, but it doesn't feel right. It's as if it's trying to control me. Ah, do not think of it as control. The energy is you, and you are the energy. It is much like breathing. Yes, you can hold your breath, but you cannot do so for long, for your body cannot live without air. When you do not think about your breath, it flows easily in and out. It is not controlling you. It is merely part of your existence. Yes, do you understand? My heart does, but my brain is being stubborn. We should stop, anyway. Ray should be here any time for his morning coffee. Stop the practice, yes, but do not stop the thinking. Remember what I have said, and think how you can apply it. Tomorrow we shall try again. I'll try. I just don't understand why I can't do it. Do not be discouraged, Dr. Beryl. You are very close. And miles away at the same time. Thanks for your patience, Amar. Oh, it is my sworn duty, but it is also my pleasure. The time spent with you will always be dear to me. It's dear to me, too. Good morning. Why do you two look so serious? Oh, it is nothing but a little talk, heart to heart, I believe it's called. I have an exhibit to attend to. We will meet at the arena this evening, Ray. Uh, yeah. 6.30 as usual. Is everything okay? That was the weirdest look Amar had on his face. Everything's fine, I promise. We don't have croissants today, I'm afraid. I could put extra sugar in your coffee instead, if you like. No thanks. I think I want it black today. In fact, did you hear about the shooting? No. What shooting? A man was shot and killed in the alley behind Elm Street. Betty and Lorelai were just passing it when they heard the shots. Lorelai ran and called the police. Betty went to the victim. She said his last word was Pharaoh, and she found this by his outstretched hand. A miniature King Tut? That's odd. You're telling me. It isn't from here by any chance, is it? No. The only King Tut item we have in the gift shop is a pencil box, and it's much larger than this. Good morning, Dr. Morgan. Good morning, Commissioner. Hey, isn't that the King Tut Betty found by the body last night? It is. Know anything about it? You mean, other than it's a bad reproduction of King Tut? <laughs> Not a thing. Well, that is a lighter, but you knew that already. Uh, yeah. Sure I did, kid. Uh-huh. Then I'm sure you know that it opens by flipping the death mask up. Well, what do you know? Hey... There's wording under the top. Property of the Pyramid Club. That's the jazz place downtown. Thanks, kid. Guess Betty and I aren't going to allow this afternoon at all. You're taking on this case yourself? I am, with Betty's help. She found the guy and the lighter. I think she should help solve the crime. Hey, I was there too. You stick to the ancient mysteries and leave the modern ones to the modern professionals, kid. Have a lovely day, Dr. Morgan. 
<laughs> you too, Commissioner. Well, one of these days he's going to need my help, and I'll have to think long and hard about giving it to him. Ah, yeah, Commissioner, that's one of our lighters. Where'd you find it? Next to the body of a murder victim. Man about five foot eleven, sandy hair, medium build, tattooed of a mermaid on his left forearm. Sound familiar? Yeah. Sounds like my bartender, Pete Miller. He's dead. Very. Three shots from a thirty-eight. Do you happen to have a thirty-eight, Mr. Rizzo? Me? Sure. Who doesn't, especially in my business? I keep it behind the bar right under the register. May I see it? Uh, sure, if it makes you happy. See? Right where it's been since I bought this club. Make sure it stays there. I might have to check it for possible matches. It won't. I didn't do it. I was here until 3 a.m. and I have plenty of witnesses. Ah, I wouldn't have killed Pete anyway. He was an ex-con, but uh, he was okay. Know anyone who didn't think he was okay? Uh, nope. But if I hear anyone, you'll be the first to know. So, uh... <clears throat> was with a girl. You doing double duty and babysitting while you're investigating murders? College program. The Bristolport police take students around to bar owners and show them how not to work with the force to uphold the law. Whoa, what? I'm cooperating, Commissioner. Hey, whatever I can do to catch the guy who murdered Pete, I'll do it. On my honor. Good. Any questions, Betty? Who else here knew Mr. Miller? Other bartenders? Maybe the band? Eh, no other bartenders. He was all I had. I'm gonna have to work the bar myself tonight, which does not make me happy. The band might know something. Come back in a couple hours and they'll be here. Wear something sultry and they'll answer your questions. <laughs> they like cute girls. So do I, come to think of it. Hey. It's okay, Kamish. I've heard it before. <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree, Mr. Rizzo. I don't date married men. And I am cute, <laughs> which makes one of us. Nicely done, Miss Howe. I will never doubt you again. Good. Thanks for staying and helping me close up the museum, Lorelei. No problem, Dr. Morgan. I know how much Amar loves his hockey games. I don't have any plans tonight anyway. I don't even have any homework. People don't believe in signs, do they? Would you please let whoever that is know we're closed? Sure. Sorry, we're... Hey, Betty, come on in. I'm glad I caught you. Hi, Dr. Morgan. Hi, Betty. Come to walk home with Lorelei? Not exactly. I actually came to ask her a favor. Do you have any plans tonight, Lorelei? No, why? Commissioner Lawrence and I went to the Pyramid Club this afternoon to question the owner, Guy Rizzo. Turns out the victim was his bartender, an ex-con named Pete Miller. Even though Mr. Rizzo answered our questions, I got the feeling he knows more than he told us. I also think there's a good chance someone else at that club has information. I want to go back tonight and interview some of the other employees. 
I don't want to go alone, though. Not because I can't handle a masher or two. I just want two pairs of eyes and ears on things. Oh, wow. You bet I'll go with you. Hmm. I don't know if it's a good idea for you two to go alone to a club. Are you even old enough? You know I am, Dr. Morgan. I'm almost 22. I turned 21 in December, so I am too. Just barely. I think I'd better go with you. There's safety in numbers. Go home and change. I'll pick you up in an hour, okay? Okay, Dr. Morgan. <laughs> this could end up being a lot of fun. Works for me. After all, there are three members of the Musketeers. There's danger at that club. I can feel it. People are not telling the truth, and may be desperate to keep the truth hidden. Amar was right. When I don't think about my mystic energy, it just flows through me. I hope it will keep flowing tonight. Wow, this place sure is... I think the word you're looking for is gaudy. I was actually thinking historically inaccurate. The waitresses are dressed like Cleopatra, but she came almost 1,300 years after Tutankhamun. <laughs> you're right, Lorelei, but keep it to yourself. I get the feeling your opinion wouldn't exactly be welcome here. Welcome to the Pyramid Club. Oh, it's you. Police protege with a small mouth. <sighs> what do you want? You said to come back in a couple of hours if I wanted to speak with the band, Mr. Rizzo. Here I am. Yeah. Well, at least you brought a couple of knockouts. Especially you, lady. You can call me Guy. Hey, you in the movies? No. Archaeology. Dr. Beryl Morgan of the Morgan Museum. Oh, no kidding. Brains and beauty? Ho oh, ho. And practically engaged to Commissioner Lawrence. So? He ain't here, is he? Are you pestering the customers again, husband dear? We were just getting acquainted. Uh-huh. I know how he likes to get acquainted with the female customers, especially ones like you. We're actually here on police business, Mrs. Rizzo. I'm assisting Commissioner Lawrence investigating the death of your bartender, Pete Miller. Pete's dead? I was wondering why he wasn't here. What happened? He was shot in the alley behind Elm Street. Do you know anyone who would want him dead, Mrs. Rizzo? Me? No. I don't fraternize with the help, Miss... How? Elizabeth, how? Oh, I just help my husband and sing a song every now and again. Stick around. I'll be singing one in a little while. Yeah, it's too down, the junior detective. Yeah, go talk to Carmine. He's the band leader. When he tells you he doesn't know nothing either, it'll be three strikes and you'll be out of luck. You heard the man. Let's go before the band starts. Excuse me? Well, well, uh, for you, I'll excuse whatever you've done. I haven't done a thing. Have you? What do you mean? Pete Miller. He's dead. And not by accident. What? Uh, look, kid, I don't know who you are. I'm the kid. She's the junior detective of the Bristol Boris Police. Lorelai. 
Look, a man is dead. A man who you worked with. Somebody murdered him. But nobody here seems to have any idea who could possibly have done it. I'm not buying it. If you know anything about him or why he'd mention a pharaoh, you'd better tell me. Or you'll be telling Captain Hardy down at headquarters. I can't. Not now. Meet me in the alley out back at the break. Uh, hey, Carol, ready to sing? Ready, willing, and able. These ladies bothering you? Not at all. They would just tell me about Pete being killed and how his dying word was Pharaoh. Weird he'd say something like that, huh? Yes, that's a good word for it. It would be weird for anyone to say that word in their dying breath, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Weird. I didn't really know the guy. Uh, maybe he had a thing for ancient Egypt. Would explain why he worked here. I'd better get the show started. Uh, sorry I couldn't be more help. You ladies should stick around. Carol's got a dynamite number in this set. Well, so she told us. I think that's a great idea. Let's go get a table, ladies. Here. This one in the back will do nicely. They're all lying. Every single one of them. I agree. We need to act as if we don't think that, though. Carmine said he had information. Let's stay long enough to find out what that information is. This is so exciting! Better than a Sam Spade movie! Exciting and dangerous. A man has been murdered. Remember that. I have a bad feeling he's not the last. trash cans. Did anyone see you come out? No. I made sure they were all busy before I left. Where's Dr. Morgan? Still inside. She wanted to make make it seem as if we were just waiting for us to come out of the powder room. Smart. Shh. Here comes someone. Hey, kid. You there? Behind the trash cans. Good, stay there. I'll act like I'm just out for a smoke. You didn't hear this from me, see? Certain people find out I ratted and I'm done for. Pete, he was blackmailing somebody. Who? If I was a betting man, I'd say it was the same person who killed him. A person who had a lot to lose if their secret got out. Who? Narwhals are almost too good this year. Five to nothing in the second period? This is actually getting kind of boring. Ah, well, better to be on the winning side. I myself enjoy the refreshments and the company as much as I do the game. Especially when we are winning. Really? Even my company? That is a, an odd thing to say, my friend. I value your company more than any others, with the exception of Beryl, of course. And that is a different kind of company, that, um, that of a family member and a business partner. Why would, why would you think otherwise? The exception, Beryl. You two seemed awfully intimate this morning when I walked in. And it wasn't the first time. Everything's been different since we came back from Mordonia. Ah, I should have explained. My deepest apologies. 
It was requested of me by Queen Zakana that I tutor Beryl in the ways of Mordonian royalty. Beryl is uncomfortable with her new status and all that it entails, and has requested that we keep everything between us. Hmm? I tell you this now so that you will not harbor ill feelings. I could never be more than a friend and guide to Beryl. I could never have the kind of love for her that you feel, even though I do love her very much. I'm sorry. I should know better. You're the best friend she's ever had, and the best friend I've ever had. You'd never do something like that. Oh, <laughs> all is forgiven before it has occurred. Commissioner Lawrence, you're wanted on the phone immediately. I don't like the sound of that. Any idea who or why? It's Chief Hardy, sir. He said to tell you there's been a shooting at the Pyramid Club and that Betty Howe, Lorelai Johnson, and Dr. Morgan were there at the time. What? Forget the phone. Tell Hardy I'm on the way to the Pyramid Club. Let's go, Amar. Everyone back. Let the Commissioner in. Betty, are you okay? I'm fine, Commissioner. What happened? I came back here tonight with Dr. Morgan and Lorelai to question the band, and anyone else who might have been here last night. We spoke with the owner's wife and the band leader, Carmine. Carmine said he had information for me, to meet him back here when the band took a break. Lorelai and I came out and hid behind these garbage cans. He told me that Pete Miller was blackmailing someone, and he was sure the person being blackmailed was the murderer. He was about to tell me who, when a car came out of nowhere. The driver didn't even stop. They just shot out the window as they drove by. Carmine was hit. He said Pharaoh, then collapsed. He said the same thing Pete Miller did. The exact same thing. I'd swear to it. There's a few swears I'd like to say right now. Hey, I was told Beryl and Lorelai were with you. Where are they? We're back here, Ray. Behind the trash cans. Uh, why? We're looking for clues, of course. Like good archaeologists. And I just found a doozy. Take a look at this. A bullet! That was behind the trash cans? You girls were darn lucky then not to get killed as well. Look, it's from a 38. That's not the only clue, Kamish. I saw the car. It was a new Cadillac. I didn't get the license number, but I did see a pyramid-shaped decal on the driver's side window. Really? I saw a car like that out front when I got here. Let's all go back inside and ask some harder questions. I'll follow you in a minute. I think I saw something else back here. Amar, would you stay and help me? Of course. What did you find, Dr. Beryl? I didn't find it. I felt it. I've been getting vibrations all night. Ever since Betty came and asked Lorelai to come with her tonight, I wasn't thinking about my energy. It just welled inside me and suddenly I knew there was something there was going to be trouble here tonight excellent it is just as I said let it flow through you and you will flow through it what else have the vibrations told you that Ray is on the wrong track the caliber of the gun and the car points to one particular suspect but I don't think that's the murderer 
my mind keeps going back to the word both victims spoke. Pharaoh. Pharaoh, Amar. What if that wasn't the word they said? What if the word they said sounded like Pharaoh, but was garbled as they tried to get it out in their dying breath? What word could it be? The name of the murderer. Ah, yes. My vibrations tell me you are right. Let's go around to the front of the club and sneak in. Just in case the jewel is needed. Commissioner, I swear that gun was in the drawer earlier tonight. You made me nervous about it yesterday, so I checked. Someone must have stolen it. How could that be possible if you were here all night as you swore and are every night? I, um, I, I left, but only for a few minutes. We ran out of bourbon and I had to go to the liquor store down the street and get more, which is weird because I could swear I had another bottle when I checked inventory this afternoon. So... Somebody came in and stole your gun and your bourbon, just like that. Uh, I, uh... What kind of car do you own, Mr. Rizzo? A Cadillac. With a pyramid decal in the driver's side window? How'd you know? What matters is that the car the murderer was driving when they shot your band leader. You're under arrest, Mr. Rizzo, for the murders of Pete Miller and Carmine Marino. Do not be so hasty, Commissioner Lawrence. What? Oh, no, Jewel. This time I've got this one. I'm afraid you are mistaken. Guy Rizzo did not kill Peter Miller and Carmine Marino. I see the truths in the hearts of the people in this room. Then who did, Jewel? The person whose name was spoken by both victims. Neither said Pharaoh. Both said Carol. You are the murderer, Carol Rizzo. <laughs> Me? Why would I kill club employees? You were having an affair with Carmine Marino. Peter Miller found out and tried to blackmail you. You killed him instead. Carmine realized you were the one and worried he might be next. So he decided to tell Betty Howe. You overheard their conversation and decided to silence him as well. You cannot deny it. I see the truth in your heart. All right, so you see the truth. Can you see that I'm getting out of here? I am, and the junior detective is going to help me. Don't try and stop me or she gets it in the head with guys 38, the gun I used to kill Carmine. Betty! The gun. I can't keep it in my hand. I've got the gun now. Hardy, arrest her. Betty, are you okay? I'm fine, thanks to the jewel. Hey, where did he go? Right out the front door. I guess there's more crime to fight out there. There won't be for long, not with a jewel around. <laughs>
It's so nice to have you join us for coffee this morning, Betty. Did you get any sleep after last night? I did, partially thanks to Lorelai. She stayed with me. Neither one of us felt like being alone after everything that happened. I don't blame you one bit. Does that mean you've changed your mind about police work? Heck no! I'm more excited about it than ever. This case was just my first real experience. I can't wait for the next one. It's like me in archaeology. I'll never give that up for anything. Even if I was cursed by a mummy. Uh, that is something you never need to worry about. Your bubbling enthusiasm would frighten them before they could utter the first word. I hope you never do give it up, Lorelei. All kidding aside, you have real talent. Even I can see it. You call me Lorelei. Oh, Commissioner Lawrence! Lorelei, you don't have to hug me. <laughs> Glad to see you two are finally friends. Does this mean we'll have domestic tranquility now? I wouldn't count on it, Dr. Morgan. Not with those two. Or bad guys out there ready to commit crimes for us to catch them at. Well, us and the jewel, that is. This has been another episode of The Jewel. Brought to you by Oasis Cigarettes. The smoke that's a little bit of paradise with each puff. Come back next week for a brand new episode. Same time. Same station. Tonight's cast included Helen Alamano, Val Coons, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, Rachel Wasserman, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Coon. Sound patterns by Rachel Wasserman. The Jewel theme was written and performed by Marty Axelrod.